0: Oh, great initiative by the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Empowering the
1: Jamaican people to become financially literate. Hey, keep up the good work. Informative and valuable content that is so easy to follow along. I've learned so much from the Jamaica Stock Exchange and You podcast. You're tuned in to the Jamaica Stock Exchange and You podcast,
0: a podcast of the Jamaica Stock Exchange, hosted by Hennika Watkins porter demystifying the capital market. Your path to understanding wealth starts now. it's the jamaica stock exchange and you podcast and i am your host henica Watkiss porter the jamaica stock exchange and you is brought to you by qmux wealth management making more possible according to cgma.org enterprise risk management erm is the process of identifying and addressing methodically the potential events that represent risks to the achievement of strategic objectives or to opportunities to gain competitive advantage. Risk management is an essential element of the strategic management of any organization and should be embedded in the ongoing activities of the business. The fundamental elements of ERM are the assessment of significant risks and the implementation of suitable responses. With that said, why is ARM important for the business? This week's episode explores this with David Hall, Managing Director, DC Consultants and Associates. Welcome, welcome David.
1: Thank you very much, great to be here this morning.
0: All right, so let me start off by asking what is the difference between enterprise risk management and risk management in general?
1: Certainly, um, but let me talk about the framework of risk within a company and it's embedded within what we call good corporate governance. Corporate governance, really, those are the rules and the practices and the processes which a firm puts in place and those practices, rules and processes policies, they direct and they control the company and they help to balance the interests of all our various um, stakeholders, your shareholders, your management, your customers, suppliers, financiers, government, and, and the community. So within that, risk is critical. So first, within that that understanding, risk itself is a probability of an event occurring that can impact your objective. So even in your own personal life, we have risks and we have to manage those risks. And especially um, how, how the pandemic has impacted our lives, we have to manage risk. What are those events that could impact the objective that you set, going to school, you're building your house, um, getting a job, all of those. So that's risk, the probability of an event occurring that could impact your objective. We measure risk with two things how likely is that event to happen and if it were to happen what kind of impact would it have so when we come to an organization we are now talking about what we call enterprise risk so that is a risk that cuts across the entire organization and the definition of the committee of sponsoring organization they point out a number of things for us that we would look at when we talk about enterprise risk first of all enterprise risk is should be affected by the board so we have to start with the board where the board understands what risk is and how risk is going to impact their organization from the board and setting the policy and the strategy then we move into our organization implementation you the head of your business your ceo your executive director and your senior managers and enterprise risk therefore we then apply that to our strategy you don't want to plan a strategy and don't consider risks that could impact your strategy it's designed to identify those events that if they do occur they could have a devastating impact on your organization. And there's a word we use called risk appetite, within our risk appetite, which is how much risk is the organization prepared to take to achieve those objectives. And at the end of the day, having in place an enterprise risk management framework, it will help us to um, provide reasonable assurance that will meet our objectives at the end of the year. It's an ongoing process because we should be monitoring um, on a quarterly basis. And so therefore, enterprise risk should be integrated in our control framework and it should be tied to our decision-making process. So that's the difference between risk and enterprise risk. Which is embedded in an organization, mm-hmm.
0: and intrinsic in what you've just said, David. Um, I'm sensing, I'm hearing some corporate governance and um, responsibility, uh, you know, rearing its head right there. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so let's speak to that.
1: So corporate governance, as I said. So what should happen is that within the whole framework of the strategic guidance of the company, we should ensure that we have policies and processes that will help to drive risk within everything that we do. Every project that we take on, we should be assessing risk. Every new um, integration, every merger, we should be thinking about risk and opportunities that could come out of new investments that we make. So the corporate governance framework um, should certainly embrace ERM, and, and the government of Jamaica, they have put in place a policy that says that all companies, all ministries should have in place an enterprise risk management framework, which is tied to the corporate governance framework. And also on the private sector, they have also done the same. So the private sector code speaks to governance and it speaks to having a risk embedded in your organization.
0: The um, board of directors, you know, be responsible for perhaps putting policies together where risk is concerned. But as it relates to implementation you know, of, of those policies, where does the buck stop really as it relates to enterprise risk management?
1: Well, the board sets the tone. The board signs off on the risk policy, which was drafted by management and up to the board, and the board signs off on the risk appetite statement. Again, drafted by management, signed off by the board. The implementation of ERM rests with the head of the company. So if it's your CEO, your executive director, your general manager, that person has responsibility for implementing the ERM framework. And as I spoke about ERM, it covers a number of areas in your organization it covers your strategic planning, which is your strategic risks. If you're a company that does manufacturing and you have disposables, it means it covers your environmental risk. If you're IT, cybersecurity, IT risks have to be considered within your processes. Finance, you have to think about your financial risks. The dollar moves, you have to consider what impact that will have on your organization. Market risks in terms of your competition. And operational risk but a very key one is reputational risk we have to think about everything that we do in the the people that leave the company what they do could have an impact on your brand we just got through the olympics we did very well so i have to think about brand not just brand jamaica but think about the brand your company and what risks there are that could have an, an effect on that the head of the business is ultimately responsible for implementation along with the senior management team. But I should say that it is not just them. Everyone in the company owns risks. So therefore, all of the business processes, all the managers, they are responsible for risk within their portfolio of activities.
0: Mm -hmm. And you kind of alluded to... Um, what I'm about to ask, right? But let me preface what I'm about to ask by saying this, like this podcast really, David, is um, geared towards persons who don't really know anything much about, you know, investments and stocks and all these things, right? To, we kind of break it down for them. So they perhaps may be listening to this discussion so far and wondering, so how does that affect me? So bring that home in terms of why is it important for, um, companies to implement effective uh, risk management initiatives, and how does that relate to the, the the average man on the street, the average investor, or somebody who's just learning about investment?
1: Well, as I said, risk is not only at a company level, but risk is for each of us every day. You know, we have to make an assessment of those events that could impact your objective, your investment. Where do you invest? How much do you invest? What is your appetite for investing? So those are things that, as you learn about risk, will come right home to your, your pocket, your bottom line. What we, we you need to do is seek guidance. Most of these investment um, companies, they have risk managers. They have portfolio managers who understand what the kind of risks that you have to take. So you have to decide what kind of risk taker are you? Are you conservative? Are you somebody who wants to take risk to gain more? Those are discussions that you have to take. When we come to our individual lives, with what is happening to us today and the constraints we have on revenue, income, we have to make a decision on what we do with our disposable income. And what risks there are in what we invest in, what we purchase, and how we operate. So each of us have to make a decision as we learn more about risk. Remember, risk is the probability of an event occurring that could have an impact at the end of the day in what you decide to do.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and certainly too, as specifically as it relates to enterprise uh, enterprises, you know. Uh, how well a company manages its risk and mitigate and be and will be able to mitigate against them will, in fact, you know, impact stock prices and so on. So, um, absolutely, exactly.
1: If I want to just add a quick thing to you, because a lot of companies who have not managed their risk and enterprise risk, they don't exist today. What has happened is that they have allowed their investors, persons who work in the company, to take decisions which are outside of what I call their risk appetite or out of their risk tolerance. And they have made decisions that have had a devastating impact on some of our big banks overseas have crumbled because of persons who have taken risks, which are outside of the appetite. So companies have to set that gauge. And then along with that, put processes in place and put controls that are going to Put appropriate checks and balances on the operations of their business.
0: Sounds good. And if it's something, um, if you could say something that I haven't yet asked a question, you know that's probably burning for you to give an answer to. um, What would that be? And you know what is that final thought that you'd want to share with those who are listening now,
1: David? I certainly want to say to us that for ERM to succeed, there are a few things we have to think about. The correct tone at the top right? The culture, culture is critical because if culture doesn't change, then no matter what process you put in place will have an impact. So we have to have the correct culture. You know what they say, that culture eats strategy for lunch. So if culture <laughs> doesn't change, no matter what you do, discipline. When we talk about ERM, We're going to put a framework in place. Um, That's something I do with a lot of companies. I work through, we train, but it requires discipline. And then we have to measure. We have to measure on a monthly basis, measure on a quarterly basis. Um, And then we have to be accountable, right? Accountable. Each of us need to know our job, know what is expected, and accountable. And then um, we have to report. One of the key things that many companies have said to me is that they might have started, but they have not continued. Why? it has to be on the agenda of the key persons. The board's agenda has to have risk on uh, every month or quarterly, the audit committee, the risk committee, and the local risk committee. All those committees must have risk. And lastly, even in our operation, the managers, they have to have a risk as one of the agenda items when they discuss with their staff, because it's not just top down, It's bottom up. It's across the organization. It's a culture that will change and lead us to be more proactive to be able to meet our objectives in a very tough time. But risk, it's a great tool.
0: David Hall has been my guest here. Uh, He's Managing Director of DC Consultants and Associates. David, so thank you so much. Where can persons find you to learn more from you?
1: So you can contact me through my website. It's www.dcaconsultant.com That's www.dcaconsultant.com
0: Thank you so much. I totally appreciate you coming to spend time with us today. And I wish you all the best on your onward journey.
1: Certainly. So um, you can also contact me um, through my email. So it's my name, D-A-V-I-D, David Hall one word, at dcaconsultant.com. I'll be certain to respond to you and to ensure we can help you to implement an effective ERM framework in your company.
0: Thank you so much, David Hall. That's David Hall, Managing Director, DCA Consultants and Associates. Thank you so much for listening to the Jamaica Stock Exchange and You, a podcast of the Jamaica Stock Exchange with your host, Henneke Watkis-Porter. The Jamaica Stock Exchange and You was brought to you by QMUX Wealth Management, making more possible. So did you learn anything new about mitigating against risks? Please send us your feedback at podcast at jamstockx.com or on social media at JamstockX. In the meantime, follow this podcast on your favorite podcast app. The Jamaica Stock Exchange and You is produced by Heniko Watkins Porter of the Entrepreneurial You podcast and now TV show aired on Business Access TV. You can find out more at henicawattkissportrait.com to hear leadership and entrepreneurship lessons from guests like Zachary Harding, Les Brown, Richard Branson, Michelle Chung, Seth Godin, Marcia Forbes, and the list goes on and on and on. And of course, I'm also on social media at henicawattkissportrait.com. And that's all for now. I'll see you virtually next week. Remember, as Warren Buffett says, rule number one, don't lose money. Rule number two, don't forget, rule number one, Do take care.